Size doesn't always matter. Sure, big business apply for government contracts all the time. But don't let that put you off, as a small to medium business owner, from tendering as well. You do have to be government ready though. And then, don't hold back. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Have you ever considered applying for a government contract? If you're like most business owners, you probably haven't. You might not think you stand a chance competing against the big corporates. But think again, says Thomas Pollock. He's the founder of Think Learning, an organisation that specialises in helping small and medium businesses win government contracts. He's also the author of a new book, Winning Government Business, The Six Rules and Nine Absolutes for Small to Medium Businesses. It's a definitive and practical guide for the smaller players to get a slice of the public pie. Thomas says the digital economy has levelled the playing field like never before, and you could be missing out on lucrative business by not giving it a go. Chris Ashmore asks Thomas if it's true that small businesses don't even bother to compete for government contracts because of the competition from big business. For a lot of small businesses, that is actually the case. Not all, but certainly a lot. I mean, big business... When they're awarded big contracts from government or tenders or RFQs and whatnot, when they win those larger deals, they usually get a lot of media attention along with it. Big business, a lot of the time, have tendering teams dedicated to winning government business. So, yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of small businesses out there that shy away from those government opportunities due to the fact that the big business certainly does avail itself to the government purse strings. Are there any other reasons what would hold a small business back from competing with government contracts? There's probably three or four common denominators. The first one is time. Small business, a lot of owners and operators, they just don't have the time to actually, or they feel as though they don't have the time to put together formal government submissions or even informal government submissions just by picking up the phone and asking for business. A lot of the time as well, if you ask around to small businesses, they may not have bid for government business themselves, but a lot of them know that someone else who has and potentially been burnt or, you know, they were a sure thing they were going to get that particular piece of government business, but they lost out in the end. And there's no point in anyone else applying for this sort of stuff because small businesses, you know, been burnt once and then they sort of shy away from it again. So that's another one which puts a lot of people off from bidding for government business. Probably the largest one, though, is what I've found in throughout Australia for small businesses is a lot of small businesses don't actually know if their business is ready to supply government. And there's a number of things which government look into when they're doing their checks you know, as to who's going to supply them. And it does take some time and effort for businesses to realise when they're in a position to actually confidently bid for government business. And that is probably the biggest, I believe, from my experience anyway, is small businesses knowing that they have the processes, they have the government IQ, they have the systems in place in order to confidently fulfil a government contract. And that understanding that they are ready to bid for government business is is severely lacking in the small business community. Mm. But it can be rewarding if a small business does win a government contract, can't it? Oh, absolutely. To put it in perspective, like a a small government purchase, a small government contract is $100,000. And that's 
you only need one or two sign-offs for that in government. But $100,000 to a small business owner is quite often can be 12, 18 months of their profits. And I mean, it's all relative, of course, but a lot of small businesses that I've spoken to really who want to move into supplying government are looking to get what government perceives as a small purchase of $100,000, but they're looking at it as keeping bread on the table for the next couple of years. So if you can get in and you can start winning those government contracts, they can be extremely lucrative for small business owners and also the local communities, that trickle-down effect that you see when small business wins a government contract, that money, a lot of that money stays within that local community and helps strengthen them as well. So that's also a massive benefit for small businesses when they're targeting government business. Okay, so how then can a small business that's considering targeting the government as a customer, how can they win a contract? What are some of your top tips? The book outlines six rules and nine absolutes, and I make it clear in the book that you don't need to have a complete government strategy in place, i.e. you don't need to have 15-odd arms sort of targeting different areas of government. If I was today made the decision to target government business, firstly, I want to know where my business is at. So where its strengths and weaknesses at with regards to targeting government business. The second thing I'd be doing, if I haven't already done it already, is I'd be looking to build my partnerships and my networks. And that's, I hear that build your networks bandied around a lot. I'm not talking about turning up to a networking session, having a few drinks and meeting a few people. I'm actually imploring small businesses to actually sit down and determine what other businesses that don't compete with themselves, but could complement them and bring them into some partnership arrangements, which are a lot more cost-effective nowadays to do, what happens is when a government piece of business comes up, a lot of small businesses, if they feel they can't fulfil the whole tender or the whole piece of work, well, they don't bother bidding at all. The smart small businesses have a partnership community where if a tender comes up or a piece of business comes up and they can't supply a certain part of it, they can then bring sort of activate that partner network and do what government calls a cooperative bid. So a lot of small businesses come together and deliver one complete solution. So that's another, the second area, definitely be building up those partnerships. Your government IQ, I call it government IQ, but it's really just getting to understand who your local members are, who are the people, who are the departments that may be relevant to your business, knowing who they are and actually turning up to a few government events as well. They can, you never know who you're going to meet in those situations. The last piece of advice, if I was just going to sort of break it down, is when you get your first piece of government business, that's not actually the hardest part. The hardest part's not winning the business, it's actually getting government to repurchase from you. So when you've won that first piece of business, is making that opportunity, that product, that service, whatever it is you're offering, making it shine as much as you possibly can because you've done the hard part, a lot of the hard work by getting your foot in the door What's going to really accelerate your government momentum, I guess, is being able to refer back to that first contract that you had and almost like delivering a white paper on how well that went or and how government benefited from it due to using your services. So that's a key one is once you're in the door, shine as much as you can because that will help you uh, spread into other government departments as well. It's mm, great advice. I've heard that um, a business that's just started will find it difficult to secure a government contract. Is it important to have a good trading history? Yeah, absolutely. It is important. Not so much for grants. A lot of startups and a lot of businesses without much of a trading history are still successful in applying and winning grants. But for the majority of government business, 
it's not a must-have, but it, certainly government does look at it. If you've got a trading history, you've been you've been around, you've grown over the last couple of years, and you're able to show them some sort of financials, then when they're doing their assessment, which they do for every submission that comes through to them, having a good trading history will certainly put you above those organisations who aren't able to prove that they have a good trading history. Mm-hmm. Can a business survive on government contracts alone? What are your thoughts? Yeah, the short answer is absolutely. It's also a very dangerous answer. Yes, they can, but would I recommend it to any small business? Absolutely not. Governments change every few years or can change every few years. People move on from government. Programs that are started by government can be closed overnight. And for small business, and I've seen this happen a lot, if a small business is heavily reliant on one or even a small handful of government contracts or government departments, if anything happens to that government department, that can mean immediate financial stress for the small business who's supplying. So I always, if you can get a couple of government contracts, great, keep them and keep working those, but always be looking to strengthen your private sector business as well, because that's where most businesses start and that's where a lot of their strengths are. Once they've got that strength, then they quite often will move into that government realm. That was founder of Think Learning and author of Winning Government Business, Thomas Pollock. And to find out if your business is ready to win government business, head to the link in the show notes of this episode. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.